This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. That's right, you, through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, our Patreon, where pretty much every single Sunday you get an entire another episode of Says Who, me and Maureen coming to you if you give it the $5 or $10 a month level. That $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month as a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. So go sign up for all that goodness at patreon.com slash says who. Dan, hmm? do you ever just want to get away? Literally all the time. In your mind, just drift. No, I mean like actually physically. On a, say a gentle, smooth surface of water or get to another mental place. Okay. Well, try books. Books. Mm. They'll take you anywhere you want to go. And uh, as it happens, The Box in the Woods has been nominated for a Goodreads Choice Award. Um, anybody can vote. I'll put a link up to the vote. You don't have to sign up for anything. You just go click. You pick a book. You don't have to pick my book. Lots of good books on there. And you just say click. And you can vote for a book. It'd be great. You'd be doing me a solid. But, you know, whatever you want to do, it's up to you. <sighs> and, you know, if you want to get your holiday books, remember to support your local independent bookseller. Because Amazon can absolutely get fucked. Books. You can also order books through bookshop.org slash shop slash says who, where you will both support independent bookshops and a little bit of the old says who podcast. We have Maureen's books. We have my books. We have pretty much any book you want over there at bookshop.org slash shop slash says who. And speaking of things that you want. You can also go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where you can get Says Who merchandise. There was a big refresh just a couple of weeks ago. You can get a Says Boo hoodie. You can get Amy Carter shoes shorts. You can get all kinds of good stuff over at the merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Books. Hello? Rudy, is that you? I didn't know these rang! No, they... This is a mistake already. What are you? Rudy, it's me. Stavesy? Don't call me Stavesy. Stavesy? No. I seen something. You've been a bad, bad boy. Look... I, I don't want to think I want to be making this phone I don't want to be making this phone call. I, uh, I need your, what's the word? Um, uh. Think you mean to say legal expertise? Well, look, yes, maybe, yes, maybe, yes, yes. Let me Fine. just, uh, let me just get one thing straight here, Steve Z. You got one phone call, and you call the old rootster. To be fair, it's the only phone number in my phone because you call it so much.
Well, great. I'm glad you're here. Well. What can I do for you? <laughs> oh, Rudy. Ready for some legal advice? Oh, God. I need more friends. So, uh, I, I guess, um, so I'm in, you know, uh. Go on. This one's gonna last a while. You know what? I, I don't need, I don't need, maybe I don't need help. I can do this myself. I've gotten myself this far in the world. I can figure this out too, Steve. How far is that again? Well, You're in the old cow. You just got out of the old cow. Seems like you maybe need a little bit of... Maybe you need a little bit of help there, Steve. Alright, I, I know how to do this. Whatever he does, I'll do the opposite. So uh, what, what would you do, Rudy? Listen. Everyone is going to tell you one thing. And that's, that's to play the fifth. Play the fifth, right. Play okay. the fifth. That's, that's actually a, not bad advice. I can do that. So let me tell you, this is the fifth amendment. Right. I, for a while, I thought they meant fifth avenue. Right, okay, well. It's the amendment, same letter that starts with the same letter. You know what they say? When they say play the 5A, I think the fifth avenue. Okay, well, that's... This is an honest mistake. This is surprisingly good advice. This is actually good advice. Here's the thing. Everyone expects you to believe the fifth. So, instead, believe the 21st Amendment. What? It's a good one. The 21st? Yeah. The 21st Amendment. 21st is just... This is all you got. I believe the 21st. I can't do shit. Well, Rudy, the 21st Amendment will kill prohibition. That's right, baby. (laughs) Don't tell me it's not your favorite. No. I've seen your bloodshot eyes. Uh, Yes. Drink it, drink it. Play that 25th, baby. Are you? What are you? No, never mind. I don't care what he's doing. Having a little drink of the winky. Yeah, it's 6 a.m. Hey, listen. It's only early. If you went to bed, you know what I mean? You know what? I... Mm-hmm. I'll go to jail. I'll go to jail. It's fine. Actually, it's fine. I'm, I've been liking it. going to jail. I don't. I don't. I sit in the basement most of the time anyway. It's not going to be much it's different. Easy there, it's easy. They like you wear one shirt when you're in jail. <laughs> Cheers! God damn it. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. And I'm whoever I need to be in this moment. Maureen, you sound different. Mm. Dan, I don't know if you can hear in the background the sound of the ocean. I can't, but, uh, but I have seen pictures 
yeah. of the true beauty of where you are right now. From where you, I'm sitting right now, I'm watching waves break gently over the beach. The water is just beautiful and there's an ocean breeze coming. There are palm trees and the occasional iguana climbs down from the palm tree. Two of them fell out of the palm tree yesterday, but they were fine. And uh, it's quiet here and everyone's writing and the breeze is fresh and I'm closing my eyes right now, Dan, and the gentle dappled sunlight is, how are you? How are you? Oh, uh, yeah, same, 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 same. Totally, totally dappled sunlight, same. It's been great. Been a good time here. I have, I got here to where I am in Mexico along the coast a week ago, almost a week ago today. Like I got here Tuesday night and it is now Tuesday afternoon, a week later. And then I have refused steadfastly to put on clothes. <laughs> I wear a bathing suit. That's it. I have that not worn shoes. Amazing. Right now there are two massive, we thought they were hawks but we think they might be some kind of vulture, but they might be hawks. They are literally swirling overhead just, I don't know, 20 yards ahead of me at eye level, following wow. the ocean breeze. Then I can smell the ocean. That sounds amazing. I have not spent this much time outside in a year and a half. Yeah. I mean, I generally don't spend this much time outside. I live in the middle of New York. But um, just the fact that I haven't had to put on shoes or real clothes means that I have refused to do so. <laughs> I, I don't take off my bathing suit for meals. I put something over it if I'm feeling fancy, but I refuse to change out of it. Ah, uh, that sounds nice. How much longer are you there? I leave to, uh, excuse me, Thursday. No, don't. I don't want to. Just hide up. Climb I don't a want to. coconut tree. Hide up there. Dan, it is. I don't know. I'm not going to discuss it, Dan. It's. I'm trying to carry this place with me. Make it. Internalize it. It is. Dan, there are good places in this world. And they're full of beauty. Oh, and boy. iguanas are great. Little creatures. Little dinosaurs that live with us. <laughs> I saw a that fuzzy sounds... caterpillar yesterday and I started talking to it. And I was like, how are you, dude? <laughs> I floated on the glass-like surface of the pool reading a book. And uh, the meals here are incredible. They just feed us a tremendous amount of food three times a day. They're like, here's a bucket oh, of fresh man. guacamole. Oh, man. I know. I'm jealous. I know. I feel like I should stop talking about it and go back to my trash existence with my bins. It's where I belong. <laughs> but then I love it's my not. bins. And the, can you hear that bird? Y yeah, I heard, did hear that. I thought that was a door opening. That was a bird. That's a bird, Dan. Wow. You know, here's a wild thought, Maureen. Your bin. Listen to that. Yeah. Your bins could travel with you. Yeah. You could be in paradise with that bird and your bins. I could. Yeah, it's possible. <sighs> it's entirely possible. 
I could use the bin to bring fruit to the iguanas. Exactly. We had a place of you could place the bin underneath like a mango tree. And every morning there would just be mangoes in it. We had a they put a little fire on the beach for us. And we had a s'mores party. Oh, man. Sitting under the moon and stars on the beach, roasting marshmallows, talking, listening to some kind of weird animal fucking in the bushes. That's how they do. I don't know what it was. They were doing something weird in there, and I was like, nah, it's fine. It's just doing its thing. Yeah. You may hear Got the sound going. of other writers in the background. Yeah. Writing. A little act, din of activity happening. This suits you, Maureen. I feel like I've been yeah. trying to tell you this for months. There's no one this doesn't suit, Dan. It's true. You know how my week has been? Everyone wow. in my house is sick. <laughs> oh. It's been... I think it was last Saturday. I uh, It was the day after I got my boost. And uh, the boost kicked my ass. I was yeah. uh, down for the count for the entire duration of Saturday and then was 100% fine on Sunday. Um, but definitely if people are getting a if people are getting a boost, try to plan it around having a day where you can just feel like shit the next day because I did. But also the teen did. He was very sick. He also had a fever. He was oh. super congested. Yeah, he was just a wreck. And um, on Sunday, he started coughing and it was like, all right, time to take a Binax, buddy. And uh was negative on his Binax test. Um, did go to school on Monday, but was just a wreck. And on Monday was when suddenly uh, the little one was sick and Janice was sick and I was a little sick. Oh, and no. it was like, what is going on? And he was coughing real bad by Tuesday. Uh, kept popping negatives on the Binax tests, but we kept him home from school because it was like something's wrong. And it was literally I was just like, I can't fucking believe it. Like I've been boosted. Janice is about to be boosted. The little ones had his first shot. Like we're this close and we've got fucking COVID or something. Oh. And uh, but he continued to pop negatives on the Binax. We finally took him in. We got a doctor's appointment for him on Friday. He stayed home the whole week. Uh, which actually was fine because like it was Veterans Day and shit. So there were there were days off in the mix. But um finally brought him in on Friday. They did a PCR test. He was officially negative. And basically the doctor was like, Yeah, guess what's real rough right now? Colds. Yeah. Because nobody's been out. Everyone gets them. And for him specifically, like it's kind of settled into his chest and his bronchial Aww. passages are all swollen. And so he, they gave, she, she prescribed him an inhaler and it's a miracle thing. Every time he takes it, he just stops coughing pretty much immediately. But, uh, but that's been my week, Maureen. The ocean Everyone's breeze sick. is making the overhead lights that are hanging from this massive kind of hut structure that we stay in. They're swinging very gently, Dan. Very gently. Very gently. My equivalent of your uh, beachside fire 
was and it got canceled because everyone felt too sick for it. But uh, but I wanted to this weekend have a fire in our backyard. Our fire pit, Maureen, is just a rusted iron pipe. (laughs) Sit around the rusty pipe with a fire. What's weird is that when when I go on retreat with other writers is that I it's it's incredibly beautiful but there are a lot of writers here and um uh we are we work I mean I think people that would come to a place like this might be confused by what they're seeing because what they're seeing is groups of people sitting in different locations around this beautiful spot just on their computers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we get up occasionally and we swim for our, you know, 20 minutes or half an hour and the, or we get in the water and we talk about books and stuff. And then we get all back out and then we disperse to our computers again. And it gets, you know, they're always like margarita and we're like work. Um, but I, I have had three alcoholic beverages while I've been here, Dan, man, for me, that's a tremendous amount. So, because uh, they come over and they were like, we can make you anything you want. What would you like? And I was like, pina colada? And then they oh. brought one and it had all the rum in the world in it. <laughs> oh, man. And to I me, like a pina colada, Maureen. They also, they don't make it from a mixed end. This uh, is made with like actual coconut milk. They shimmy up a tree. Am I, I feel like I'm dreaming. It's good. Keep it going. Just stay there. Maureen has sent me a bunch of truly incredible photos of this place. And every single time I receive one, I just respond, stay. Should I stop sending you photos? No, it's great. But you should stay. I. What's odd is that I got on the plane and I had an immediate. I thought I was going to be really nervous about leaving Oscar and Dex and home yeah and i wasn't like uh the airport was surprisingly normal i got through it really quickly everyone was masked um i i did eat and drink i found a deserted corner and i like shoved snacks under my mask and looked around for like furtively like "Mm, snack 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 muffins shove 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 and um i got as soon as i got on the plane my brain went okay start writing and i just did It was like I, it was a very fast conversion. Like my brain recognized an old pattern of not being at home. And it knew what to do, but it so successfully switched the channel that I sort of forgot everything else. I arrived here and I've sort of, I feel like I've been here for six months. That is awesome. Because we follow the same pattern. I wake up at the same time every day. Meals are at the same time. Work is in the same pattern. You go to sleep, you wake, you return. Like you go into a beautiful room where they make you, Dan, as I said, terrible. They make you any breakfast you want, basically. Oh, man. Yesterday they made a thing where they were like, we are making corn pancakes with cheese on them and fresh avocado slices. I love corn pancakes. They're very sweet. And, um, but I genuinely almost feel like I'm not here because it's so surreal and perfect that I don't quite know how to process. Like it's, 
I don't know how to process um, being somewhere else. It's certainly somewhere this beautiful. I mean, just don't worry about processing it. Just experience it. I am trying to experience it, Dan. And I'm also trying to drink it in because sometimes when I go to like what the time, I don't know if you remember when I went to Costa Rica, Dan. Um, I've tried real hard to forget yeah. it, actually. I feel like that experience changed me and I carry it with me because I I have trouble with the short days. So I'm trying to literally feed my brain sunlight and store it up and remember that I was in all this sunlight. Um, Because we're going to England after this, Dan, to see Oscar's family and it is going to get dark at 3 p.m. Kind of the the opposite. We're going to the opposite, but we're also very glad to be going. So we're doing a lot of things that we didn't do. Oh man! You know, during uh, for a year for a year and a half, I feel like this has been much more of a conversation that we've had repeatedly on the Town Watch episodes, our Sunday episodes. But um, man, I've been dying to travel again. It was surprisingly reassuring. Well, that's good. Um, that's good I've, to hear. I felt like the airport was a very safe place. You know, and even going through Texas. I still yeah. felt that way. I mean, the airports are are in federal jurisdiction, so that is that's a different situation than if you were going to you know the Whataburger in suburban Austin. I, I will also say this, Dan. Having gotten to Mexico, everyone here has been so lovely, and the mass compliance is super high. It's like That's awesome. we're, where we are, it's we also never leave this say, this house. Yeah. So we I haven't been anywhere but this house, except this one time we walked over to a different area of the beach because there's rocks on this beach and we're not supposed to cross this. There's like a golf course and we're not supposed to walk across it okay. to go to the water. So we walked over to the other beach where we saw so many pelicans. The sea was foaming with fish and the pelicans were swooping down and eating the fish. It was very beautiful. I was very happy for the Pelicans. And um, what was I talking about, Dan? Oh, yes, we're going to England. And every story I've read about, sometimes, Dan, I just start staring at the sea and I forget. Yeah, it's understandable. Um, also, I'm so engorged in my, engorged, no, engaged in my story here, that in writing that I'm, I'm merging the story and the, and the ocean air. See, this it's, could just be your life. No, I, it couldn't be, Dan. You can't stay in a place like this forever. You get to lucky to get here to spend a day here. But all the articles I've read around England right now are like, England, giant plague spot. No one wants to go there. Full of crawling with COVID, crawling with it. Um, there's food and fuel shortages. And there was so, so much of a fuel shortage that there were no trucks. And so they started dumping raw sewage into the waterways, including the Thames, until everyone said, hey, you're dumping raw sewage into the Thames. And the government said, was that not what you wanted? And they said, not really. And so they sort of stopped dumping quite as much raw sewage into the waterways. Um, It'll be fine. They also said- We dump raw sewage into the Chicago River every single time it rains. So it's fine. We're all fine. I mean, really like shooting cannons of it in, it seemed like. And they, um, there's a new thing now where even if you're vaccinated, not in England, but a qualified vaccination, and you go over and you test negative, but apparently if someone on your plane over tests positive and you get pinged, we will then be quarantined the entire time we're there. Oh. Well, that's fun. 
uh, it's a little concerning because uh, I'm. I also don't mean if that means we can't get on the plane. Like it's very Dan. The, the CNN article about it was the, the lead line was something like, "Who wants to go to England? Not right now. Not many people." I feel like you are undoing all of the good brain work that you had going. I feel like this conversation needs to wrap up here. We're going to go to and England. Just hear the tension in your voice as you speak. Ah, uh, it's going to be fine, Dad. We're going to go to England and we may get quarantined. <laughs> well, you know, at least it'll, you'll be quarantined with Oscar. It'll be cold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I much prefer that. It'll be like being at home. That's all that's missing from here. And Oscar Just bring the camp table and then you'll be set. Oh, our camp table. I miss it. Wonderful folding camp table. Well, Maureen, Mm -hmm. how about I bring you back to Mm -mm. a good spot? Oh, all right. With a whole bunch of good news. Oh, okay. I don't know what's been going on, Dan. So hit me. Well, yesterday was honestly... A straight up good news day. Mm. It started, and this is a story that I have mentioned on this podcast uh, before, but uh, journalist Danny Fenster, who uh, was picked up by the Myanmar junta at the airport in Myanmar in May. Danny was a student of mine back when I taught at Columbia College, Chicago. So I have been deeply invested in this case um, for since May, since May 24th, uh, he was sentenced on Friday by a kangaroo court in Myanmar to 11 years of hard labor. Uh, this is after, you know, a great deal of work by the State Department and by his family and everyone else trying to get him free. And it seemed like on Friday, all hope was, you know, fairly lost. There were additional charges that were going to be coming down the pike uh, this week that would have uh, that had penalties up to life in prison. So uh, things were not looking good. And suddenly yesterday, Monday, the 15th of November, I woke up to a million texts and he was free. Wow. He was on a plane on his way home uh, with Bill Richardson, former governor of New Mexico, former ambassador, U.S. ambassador to the U.N., who has apparently dedicated his like post ambassador time to just flying around freeing people, which is a pretty damn cool way to spend time. Yeah. Uh, he was able to negotiate his release uh, this morning. We are recording this on Tuesday. Uh, he touched down in the U.S. His family was there at the airport to yes. greet him. Pretty fucking great. So, uh, that's I, 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 the last I had seen was that he had been sentenced, so I yeah. didn't see until these notes came in that he was yeah. free, and I am thrilled to hear this, Dan. I mean, just like full shock. I had, um, uh, Sunday was my birthday, and I started my Sunday by waking up at six in the morning to do a uh, local Detroit Sunday news show of course <laughs> to, to uh talk about the sentence and uh so yeah i was up uh bleary-eyed in my basement joining uh joining the channel 2 news in detroit the lead in to the news segment that i was on was them trying soup from a restaurant called zoop with an exclamation point and then uh 
And then they went to and then they went to me uh, talking about a guy in prison. So, yeah, I mean, it was like straight up on my brain and uh, and yeah, free. Amazing. That's so incredible. happy. Not so happy to hear that. Good news of the day, Maureen. Oh, in addition, yesterday. Conspiracy theorist and vitamin supplement salesman Alex Jones was found liable in a Connecticut state court in a defamation suit brought by family members of the Sandy Hook school shooting, which Jones had called a hoax and stoked conspiracy theories for years on. According to the New York Times, quote, because Mr. Jones had refused to turn over documents ordered by the courts, including financial records, he was liable by default. The decision, combined with previous rulings in Texas in late September, means Mr. Jones has lost all the defamation suits filed against him by the families of 10 victims. That juries in Connecticut and Texas are going to decide how much he's liable for, though those trials will not begin until uh, 2022. That is it's. When I first saw that yesterday, it was the sun came out even more. Yeah. It got even more dappled. Another fucking iguana fell out of the tree. It was so beautiful. Yep. This piece of shit. I hope they take him apart for everything he's worth, that he has to mortgage his shoes, that he has to eat the dirt in his driveway. I think the dirt in his driveway is basically what he just bottles up and sells as supplements. So mm. he's already think, eaten the dirt in his driveway or other people are. Do you think this will ruin him, Dan? I would hope so. Um, you know, I mean, he will he will likely crowdfund and everything else to to bail him out. But I think that the penalties will be very large. In part because we're talking about multiple suits here. Right. You know, so, um, you know, any one of them can find uh, large sums of money and then that will compound. But that's not all, Maureen, because Monday was a good day. Steve Bannon surrendered Mm. to the FBI yesterday (sighs) morning after being indicted on Friday on two counts of contempt after refusing to show up for subpoena testimony to the January 6th commission. Uh, The House found him in contempt of Congress a few weeks ago, and you might remember we talked about that and whether or not the Justice Department would actually prosecute. They have not done that very often. The last time they prosecuted contempt of Congress was 1983. We now know that answer. (laughs) He surrendered to the FBI yesterday, Monday the 15th. He was in court later that day. He did not enter a plea. He was released without bail, though he did surrender his passport. Uh, He's going to be back in court on Thursday. And Maureen, he appeared outside the courtroom. And he, I would like you to look at the notes. Okay. And look at the picture of Steve Bannon. From yesterday, mm. and perhaps describe for people listening how he's looking. Steve looks like a lesser Star Wars character on the shittiest desert planet who has just <laughs> crawled out of a hole in the sand. His skin is both leathery tan and gray at the same time. He's got a very sickly looking stubble that may also be some sort of 
fungal growth. His long gray hair is whipping in the wind. He appears to have some sort of injury on the side of his head, but maybe that's just, you know, where they took the personality out or all the feeling. He's opening his mouth and shouting. He's got one finger pointing up like he's saying something, but all we see is a row of dirty, crooked teeth. And um, he looks uh, not well. He does not look well. He definitely looks like someone who just crawled out of their basement bunker and um, is seeing the light for the first time and is pointing at it and saying, I don't like that one bit. His teeth are like little yellowed nubs. Yeah, and they're very round. Yeah. Yeah, he his, really... his eyes are kind of a silvery. <laughs> I When I pulled up the article uh, to get this info, I gasped when I saw the photo. Like, in my head, he is not a he is not a particularly healthy looking man. But this is a different level. And there's no shade on anyone's appearance. It's just that the outside seems to really match the inside here. Yes. He did manage to pull off, once again, his two button-up shirts. Mm. He's wearing two button-up shirts oh, yeah. and a T-shirt underneath and a jacket on top of those. Oh, wow. Yeah. He I likes know, to layer. I'm wearing a bathing suit, Dan, and that's it. Just a bathing suit. I'm wearing a hoodie sweatshirt because it's chilly. Outside the courtroom, he vowed to, quote, go on the offensive mm. against the charges and said that Biden and Attorney General Merrick Garland should ask Hillary Clinton how it goes when you fight Steve Bannon. Hmm. He is uh, he's being represented by David Schoen, who is one of Trump's impeachment lawyers for the second impeachment. Not the guy who said that everyone should do a deposition at his office in Philadelphia <laughs> or the guy that showcased all of the various deceptively cut videos but the third guy who quit partway through until trump called him up that night and begged for him to stay on he also is the guy that instead of showing up with any um legal aides or uh you know clerks or things like that to aid in the actual defense he showed up with his teenage son because he wanted his teenage son to learn about the Constitution. And apparently he had a um, he had a fit before the impeachment trial began because he wanted his son to sit at the desk with all of the lawyers and the other lawyers said that he couldn't. So, right. Great lawyer. The courthouse was a circus. According to the Associated Press, quote, outside the courthouse, a large inflatable rat made to look like Republican former President Donald Trump was on the sidewalk as a crowd waited for Bannon to leave. Some in the crowd shouted expletives at him and called him a traitor. One man paraded around with a sign that read, quote, clowns are not above the law. <laughs> no, it's very true. Uh, his indictment came just as Mark Meadows, Trump's former chief of staff, refused to appear for his testimony on Friday, which sets up another possible contempt of Congress vote and prosecution. Um, and that's sort of the big thing that we're not sure of right now. There has not yet been a vote to hold Meadows in contempt. Um, the 
it's generally thought that the sort of timing of the indictment and all of that is to send a message to not just Meadows, but uh, the many other people who are now subpoenaed. The January 6th commission, Maureen, has subpoenaed Dan Scavino, Trump's Twitter guy, uh, Kashap Patel, who's a former Defense Department official, Jeffrey Clark, former Department of Justice official who was involved in efforts to overturn the 2020 election, uh, William Stepien, who was a campaign manager, Jason Miller, another campaign dude, John Eastman, an attorney who helped to write an entire argument for how the election could be overturned, Michael Flynn, Bernard Carrick, who uh, is Rudy's kind of mm. dude. Uh, Kaylee McEnany, Stephen Miller, mm. all of them have now been subpoenaed, along with a couple dozen other assistance advisors and organizers for the rallies that were held on January 6th. In all, they have now issued 35 subpoenas. And we will begin to learn if suddenly this is going to uh, matter. Yeah, that's yeah. the way to put it. Yeah. Matter. Dan, and I hate to ask you questions like this from a place like this where I just want to say that I'm looking over at a, a hammock that's tacking gently in the breeze and a wall of green, just green, varied shades of green and green that touches the sky in the form of palm trees. And my thinking about my tremendous thankfulness for being around this much greenery and this much blue and the fact that the water is so still and gentle and there's so many things around that are beautiful and the air is so soft. And Dan, what I want to know, what I'm asking from this place, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> um, I mean, I would expect if they went to the trouble of finding Bannon in contempt, that they will potentially vote and prosecute some of these other folks. One thing that's interesting. So like the, the question ultimately that is in play with all of these uh, subpoenas, as well as the request from the national archives to turn over a bunch of papers is whether or not a former president can cite and enforce executive privilege or if, uh, that is only something that a current president can do. Current presidents have cited executive privilege on previous president's stuff. Uh, but in this case, Biden has has said he is waiving executive privilege in, in, in all of the January 6th related stuff. So the big question is whether or not a former president, I, I am, that bird is amazing. Yep. Trying to talk about executive privilege and all I hear is this great little bird. Yeah. Yeah, he's sitting in a flowering bush. Of course he is. Of course he is. Um, But like for someone like Bannon, it's even a little bit more confusing versus someone like Mark Meadows, right? Mark Meadows was Trump's chief of staff. Executive privilege clearly, if it is possible to enforce, it would clearly cover someone like a chief of staff. But Bannon was not a member of the White House and had not been for many, many years at that point. You know, so he was he the idea that he can claim executive privilege seems fairly loose, you know, and um, 
and I guess uh, so like Bernie Carrick, who has been subpoenaed, he was what? He was a former police chief. He was somehow a police police related yeah. in New York um, and is is big buds with Rudy. He was at uh, he was in meetings at a place in D.C. called the Willard Hotel where they had a bunch of they had set up what they called a war room. Uh, to overturn the election results. And um, that hotel room was paid for by the campaign, by the Trump campaign. And so even something like that doesn't necessarily fall under executive privilege because it was paid for by the campaign arm, which is entirely different than the executive branch. So uh, these are sloppy people who clearly did not do much to try to cover their tracks or to keep things in sort of a legal, the type of legal gray area that the executive privilege stuff is. Um, so we'll see what's going to happen. I think we will know a little bit more when more votes to find people in contempt start happening. You know, I think the biggest question was would, would even if that vote happened, would the Justice Department actually indict? And now we know they will. So um, now it's just a question of are all of these people going to no show? You know, ultimately, the point is to get people to show. So do you just keep prosecuting until people realize you're for real or what? I'm not sure. Dan. Maureen. Just breathing in some ocean air. Yeah, I bet. Faint, faint tinge of salt to it. It's a very friendly air. Life affirming. Dan. I feel like now I'm in a beautiful pause. Like I've gotten to see a little bit of the world. I'm going to go back. And Dan, are we in a pause right now between a January 6th and a series of January 6th? <laughs> well, that's a grim question. Uh, yes, <laughs> we definitely are. <laughs> I'm not sure what answer you wanted, but yes, without a doubt. Just this week, uh, Representative Paul Gosar, the Arizona rep, whose entire family filmed campaign ads against him. That's right, that guy. Yeah, he uh, tweeted out a doctored video of an anime that uh, superimposed his face and AOC's face, and it involved him beheading her. Hmm. So, uh, you know, none of this shit is going away, even even if the January 6th commission is able to kind of get their work and get a better narrative out. I don't think that uh, the sentiment that led to it and the radicalization that led to it that's not going away anytime soon. So this is a an intermission, Dan. This is the great intermission. Okay. That's how I'm thinking of it. It's just me and the iguanas now, Dan, and all of us together. And It's the great intermission, Dan. (laughs) 
that's what this is. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Oh oh my. I'm afraid that I've burst your bubble. No. You were in this wonderful little bubble. Dan, I'm still and in now here. you're just muttering about an intermission and laughing <laughs> creepily. Dan, yesterday I read a book in the pool on a float. That's uh, a thing people can do. Yeah, that is a thing people can do. I was in an inflatable floaty just drifting along reading a book in the great intermission. And I was looking up at the birds circling overhead. Next time there'll be more of them, Dan. More birds or more insurrectionists? It's the second one. Mm. Unless the birds join in. I think the birds will join on our side. Yeah, I think the birds are on our side. We'll have birds and iguanas, Dan. Okay. (laughs) It's beautiful where I'm at, Dan. And I feel guilty talking about it. But I'm trying to appreciate every goddamn second of it. <laughs> I will tell you, says Huvians, before we um, before we got underway. Normally, we record with video so we can see each other. Uh, we are, but uh, the bandwidth got a little overwhelmed. So right before we had only gotten like one minute into the recording, when everything just went fully pear shaped for a minute. But um. But before we started recording, Maureen kind of spun the camera around and let me see. And I feel like she she can't even describe actually just how beautiful and idyllic the place is, because it is. I thought I knew what was going to happen when you turned the Mm. camera around and it was a hundred times more beautiful. What did you see, Dan? You appear to be this house appears to be sort of uh suspended in a pool. So like you turned around, you were like, oh, I was going to record from right there with, and it was like, just there's pool right there. Like just off 10 feet from where you, maybe 10 feet, four feet from where you were sitting. Not even, it was about a foot down. Yeah. And then you were like, oh yeah, if you just went around that corner, you'd see the waterway continues that way. And there's stepping stones between parts of the house. Yeah. I was like, the house is is surrounded by channels of water. Like, imagine the pool is feeding a series of canals, Uh, and the house is built. The buildings are a series of large cement platforms with these giant flat stepping stones between them. So you kind of walk from listen to those birds building to building over stones, and. so this, when you describe a house, I think of a house, but I feel like you're really talking about some sort of compound. It, yeah, it is basically a compound. It's a series of maybe six or seven buildings. Wow. With, with um, so each building has like a, a like either a couple bedrooms in it or a, a kitchen area or a a live like there's a big lounge living room, one with a big bedroom above it. Like there's so. And then there's these waterways that connect them that lead into a series of weird curving fountains that are near the entrance. And um, yeah, I've never seen anything like it. It is amazing. I mean, the the 30 seconds that I saw, I also have never seen anything like it. I attempted the other day just because I felt like I needed to try it to float between the buildings through the little channels. Definitely. It was a tight squeeze. (laughs) but I did it. 
Like I, <laughs> I squished the float into the channel and then I was like, I got to do this because there's, because part of me is eight years old and it's like, I got to right. figure out how to drift between. And there was an actual oh, yeah. eight year old with me here for a while. Holly Black's son was here and he was playing. He was like, he, he patted the seat next to him and said, come on over. Cause he wanted to show me the math game he was playing. And he was doing very complicated math for an eight year old. I believe these were basic concepts of algebra that he was doing on this sure. little math game where it was like you had to fight with little fire things and in order to get another fire thing you had to solve a math problem and it was it was very complicated but uh i was like i'm i'm gonna float between the buildings and uh <laughs> i did and then i crawled over some rocks and holly was trying to work in her room but she has a little lagoon pool in front of her room and i crawled over the rocks <laughs> and then i like trudged my way through her little lagoon pool and crawled up onto her deck. <laughs> like the swamp thing. I was like, hey, yeah, I just, I emerged from the water. <laughs> I waded through and got to her room. <laughs> and then we, we sat on the, on the little deck, on the little day bed outside and stared up at the palm trees and talked about books. All your friends at some point had a little meeting and they were like, so the idea of having separate houses surrounded by moats didn't keep her out. No. Nope. What's the next plan? Dan, I, I, I can't comprehend the beauty of it all. I can't comprehend being outside. I mean, I can only just hear various birds squawking and I can't comprehend the beauty of it. I don't go out very much, Dan, at all, full stop. I mean, I live in the middle of New York City, which I always like to pretend to myself that I'm at the uh, in normal times are uh, I'm out doing some sort of 1920s dance with a glass of champagne. Yeah. When in reality, we don't go anywhere or do yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. Given the choice, we will always stay inside. But I like the fact that I'm in the middle of New York and that stuff's going on around me. Like right. I'm in a party, but I'm hiding in the bathroom the whole time. Right. <laughs> That's the way I like it, Dan. Yeah. My idea see, of a fun Saturday night existence. is is cleaning the kitchen in a really new and innovative yeah. way. <laughs> Getting like a new new natural wood cleaner to scrub the cabinet doors with while I listen to a podcast is my idea of a good time. See, you could be doing that in this beauteous environment that you're currently in. So if you can imagine the kind of mind-blowing experience it is for me to be like, it's mind-blowing to anybody. I got to stop talking about it. This is the great intermission. <laughs> because, Dan, they're going to come back. They're going to reorganize. They're yeah. going to be just vaguely less stupid than last time or possibly even more stupid. Either oh, way. there's a beautiful yellow bird splashing in the pool. Oh, he's beautiful. He's got a bright yellow belly. Your little guy little would know what kind of bird he is. Impressive. Yeah, he's up there in the tree. And an iguana did just fall out of the bush, but it wasn't too far. It's the great. How energy. big are the iguanas? Oh, the biggest ones from nose to the end of the tail are maybe three and a half feet. Yeah, those are not fucking around iguanas. And the little ones are maybe two feet. Yeah. Wow. But there's some big ass birds floating overhead. These ones I've been talking about that I think are hawks that probably, oh, look at that guy. That's at least a four and a half foot wingspan, if not more. Maybe five. 
and probably snacking right on the uh, on the iguanas. Yeah, the iguanas fuck off when they see that bird. Lots yeah, of little lizards do. Wow, these big birds have been flying right above us, Dan, and to the point where we can we're starting to wonder if they were eyeing us up as snacks. Yeah, they're like eh, they are not going to last that long. So, yeah, we were kind of like if we floated too long in the pool, we were sort of wondering if they. They were just above us in the tree looking down. Ooh, and it is magnificent to see these birds fly above. Oh, I can man. see all the definition in their feathers because they're only about 20 feet above me. <sighs> I want to oh, be there. Oh, wow. These things are like the size of eagles. <laughs> like, they're huge. Says who is made possible by you. I want to just talk to the says whovians for a minute. Be like, the, oh, there he goes. He's gliding, says Huvia. I want you to close your eyes. You can hear the ocean. The waves are soft. They ripple. They roll over the rocks. The rocks don't move. The rocks don't mind. The rocks are happily indifferent. The water in the pool is still. A little yellow bird doesn't know what a pool is. It's just water. He comes. He dips in his beak. Overhead, the birds are swirling. The iguanas, they're making sweet iguana love. The sand is soft. And the insurrectionists are planning. They're eating large industrial-sized containers of Cheetos. And they're thinking about new t-shirt designs. And what they'll do next time. Listen to the ocean. Go into the ocean. Be in the ocean. They have one of those. There's a kind of dolphin. There's a thing where you can go with the dolphins somewhere. But I, I don't know. I don't think the dolphins really want to meet us. If they did, they'd just come right up. Yeah. It's made possible... By you, for your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where every Sunday you get an entire another episode of says who if you give it that five or ten dollar a month level. Hey, Dan. Patreon.com slash says who. It was Holly's birthday the night after I arrived. There was a party. Apparently, there was at some point a mariachi band that played Metallica or something. Wow. And uh, there was a, we had a, a, a birthday feast and there was a pinata in the shape of a giant spider. And we all beat the shit out of that pinata, Dan. Each one of us took a turn, multiple turns with a bat, just beating the crap out of that, beating the crap out of it, Dan. That spider pinata, we were all whacking out. Yeah. And then candy rained down from the sky and the children picked up the candy. And the ocean. Waves crashed in the background, Dan. I need a tissue. Music, a little bit. A little bit allergic. Baby performed dolls. by Ted Leo. Uh, yeah. Our yeah. logo is designed by Darth. <sighs> you can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at Says Who Podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to join the fan-run Discord server, you can also go to tinyurl.com slash says who discord. 
Dan. Did he fall when asleep? I, oh. No, when I first arrived, when I got to the airport, there was a, like a cab that took me to the house. And the driver, I don't have very much Spanish. I've tr- I have like grade school Spanish and a little bit from an app at one point. And I was trying to communicate that the restriction, there had been no test. No one had asked me. I'd filled out the form that said I didn't have yeah. COVID, but uh, nobody asked me for it. And I was trying to explain that there was no COVID check really at uh-huh. the airport. But I think all the driver heard me saying was COVID, like have COVID. What I was trying to say <laughs> is they were trying to see, ask me if I had COVID and I was saying no. And he look, suddenly looked real concerned. And then because it turns out um, all I can say in Spanish with any confidence is chocolate milkshake and a salad <laughs> of lettuce and tomato. That was all I was ever really taught. And so um, uh, me trying to explain public health policy could have done it in German, maybe, but not in Spanish. And uh, he looked very scared. And then I just started yelling, no COVID, no COVID and laughing hysterically, trying to reassure him with my merry laughter. But I just seemed like a lunatic who was just in the backseat, just shouting COVID. (laughs) Perfect. Well done. Spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, November 24th. I'll be back in New York. This is going to be a straight-up Thanksgiving cast, Maureen. That's right. That will be for our very next episode. My God, it's November 24th next Wednesday. Wow. A month from that will be Christmas Eve. Dan. A week after that will be New Year's Eve. Dan. And then it'll be 2022. Dan. (gasps) Dan, breathe. Dan. Dan. Oh, boy. Uh, He's going to do this as a joke, and then he's going to really start wheezing. Yeah. Just wait. Give it a second. There it is. There it is. It was inevitable, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. There's a float here that looks like an alligator. I'm thinking about Maybe getting it's an on alligator. it. That's how I want to go. Yeah, it's fine. It seems fine. I am he- coming to you from a place of appreciation and love. Oh, boy. I know it's a pause, but it's a blessed pause. And I hope where you are, you're happy and you're safe. And you can have the ocean is with you. The sky is with you. The trees are with you. The iguanas are with you. I'm with that. Someone moving a chair. It's lunchtime, Dan. Sounded like a dinosaur. The large bowl of guacamole has appeared on the table behind me. And man, some fresh tortillas have come out of the kitchen. (sighs) Just stay. I know. They're fresh tortillas, Dan. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's reason enough right there. This has been your friend. (laughs) Says who? (laughs) Oh, no. What happened? I don't know, Dan. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) See you tomorrow.
<laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no.